Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. I'm on a journey to heal and get better in all areas of life, and I want to do it with you. Welcome to Heal Squad by Maria Menunos, where we improve and heal all parts of our lives, most importantly, our health. Heal Squad by Maria Menunos, your life improvement series starts now. Okay, so obviously, yes, this is, uh, well, it's part of the Heel Squad, but um, you can tell by the music that eh, it falls somewhere in the territory of Mr. Maria Menounos. Let's just say it's an Ask the Lonely Manager edition of Heel Squad. With, um, you know, I love to find the the closet classics or the hidden gems in all areas, but especially Christmas. I think the last time I did this, I gave you some hidden gems in terms of Christmas specials and movies. This is a hidden gem in terms of a a Christmas song, sung by the Pretenders and the great Chrissy Hine. Uh, Man, we've had some unbelievable female vocalists, 60s, 70s, 80s. And 90s, too. 90s was like I fell a renaissance. But I love this song. And I love this time of year. Uh, it's been a lot, people. Been a, I don't just think this year for me, but I think the last couple of years since pandemic, I don't know about all of you 
but I don't know why it doesn't feel like it's not that the pandemic hasn't ended. It's just that whatever life was before feels like it's ended. And I think, uh, you know, maybe maybe there isn't a new world out there. Maybe it's the same. I don't know. It just definitely seems different. And um, yeah, I definitely end the year with more questions. Um, I think it was the great Roddy Piper who said Steve the Steamer would have the great quote. But just when you think you have all the answers, I change the questions. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, just when you think I'm the guy you should listen to, just, I don't know. It all goes back to wrestling. All the greatest life lessons of it. They're all there for you. You don't need regular guy Friday. You don't need me and Kelsey. Maybe you need heel squad, though. I would say that. Yeah. I think you especially need I think we all need heel squad. Um, you know, today... Just hearing about uh, Celine Dion <clears throat> suffering from a terrible autoimmune disease, um, and I think uh, Christina Applegate, I you know, found out she's got MS, and I don't seem like it's in advanced stages. And uh, you know, I don't know my regular guy intuition, my regular guy psychic <laughs> intuition, whatever exists just says to me that you know these women are carrying a lot inside of them but I feel like that's what's going on with so many women um, who have autoimmune diseases and worse cancer Um, I just there's so much heaviness inside of them that they're carrying and I get it Um, and it's funny because I probably carry it too and I you know it's easy for us on it's easy for someone on the outside to say, you know, I'll be coaching somebody and I'll, I can see how easily you know, all the bags of bricks they're carrying could just be placed down. But, you know, when it comes to those bags of bricks in my own life, guess what? I can't seem to put them down either. Um, I really empathize with it. And if I can, I'm trying to put them down. And if I can find a way and as I continue to find ways, I'll share them. But I just hope in that awareness, a, a lot of you uh, realize, you know, what you're carrying. And when you're young, I feel like the body's more resilient, so you can do it. But then, you know, after 35, 40, it just starts catching up to you. And I think it caught me a lot later, but I also came up in a different time. I wasn't surrounded by all this blue light, all this radiation, all, you know, um, all these external pressures, everyone just being all over your business and um, and you and everyone else's business. And uh, yeah. And so I've, and then, you know, who knows even food wise? Um, yes, where well, we've made advancements, we've also fallen behind too in our diets. And I think all that adds up to <clears throat> people, you know, the wheels kind of falling off the wagon a lot younger than they would have. You know, back in the day, I think back in the day, it would be like mid-50s, maybe mid-60s. Now, granted, we weren't living as long either, but we're not living as long now either. There's been a plateau. Um, but certainly quality of life. And, uh, yeah, I see it. And I just, of course, clean up the diets. Um, and whatever else you can do, you know, on the health front, but I do think a lot of this is internal too. I think a lot of it's the stuff we carry from our past, from our traumas, our anxieties, what's in our minds, what, you know, things that are popping into our imaginations and it just wears you down. And like I always would say, and I think a lot of you people out there, especially women who are moms and career people and great daughters and friends and, you know, who are just spread thin, I just go to that analogy that I used to always say with Maria. I'm like, Maria, you are a Ferrari that is pulling a tractor trailer full of cement. <clears throat> and the thing is, she's still driving 160 miles an hour like a Ferrari can. problem is, when you're pulling all that weight, what happens to your, you know, your, uh, your shocks, your brakes, your, you know, your, your engine is strain on the engine. It's just such an incredible strain on the, on the car. Um, 
And that's when the rivets start to pop, so to speak. And I can, I can say for Maria, you know, that her work with Joe Dispenza has, you know, released a lot of it. And um, she's ascending and things that were stressing her out are not doing it at nearly as much. And she definitely has her moments. But it's been the closest thing I see to being able to release that. But I, it was funny. I was talking to, here's my first name drop. I was talking to X-Pac, who, you know, the wrestler legend, who's a, one of my best friends. And he's very evolved. You know, Sean's been through addiction. And, you know, he's very, very sensitive and really, really bright guy. And he, you know, you know, I was talking to him about his wife. And his wife's a, an amazing showrunner and writer. <clears throat> Super successful female who I think has some blocks too, like we all do. Um, but we were going back and forth and, you know, I was mentioning the Joe Dispenza stuff and he said, you know, Kev, like not everyone is Maria. And I think that's just important to know. So you can, you know, don't put the pressure on yourself. If Kelsey's not Maria, I'm not Maria um, for good or for bad. But I always like, say to Maria, like, Maria, you know, you, first of all, you have the means that other people don't, which, you know, gives you an advantage. But, I mean, Maria comes from a dad who will be covered in poison ivy and be like, I'm not going to scratch it. <laughs> and he won't scratch it. Um, a guy who 50, over 50 years ago, they said, yeah, you have this thing called diabetes. It's uh, type 1 and... Um, you know, you're going to have to limit sugar. Um, and uh, if you don't, you're going to eventually lose your sight. You're going to lose your limbs. And now, oh, and by the way, it's not just sugar in terms of traditional granulated sugar. It is, you know, there's carbs uh, that turn to sugar in your body. Potato chips, potatoes, pasta. Costa was just like, oh, okay, got it. Well, I'm just not going to have any of that ever. <laughs> like, and so he's my idol for that and Maria has that in her but I always just have to say to Maria, Maria other people don't have that and you know at the end of Costa's you know at the end of Leeds's life his wife he got there to really empathize for her because I remember she was you know she was trying to lose weight and he just remember I'm saying to you know when Maria was getting frustrated with her over her diet um cost of, you know, it was beautiful. He said, you know, come on, Maria, mommy, it's harder for her. And it was really a great jump for him because he was always just don't eat sugar, just don't eat. You know, it was not realizing that for other people, you know, you're pushing your body beyond its limits and you find yourself craving these bad snacks and, but your body's craving it because it wants that fast jolt of energy to get you through whatever you have to get through. And for some people, you know, they need that. Um, I, I'm saying right now, I'm doing this podcast because I just had a coffee. So I was like, okay, I had a coffee and all right, I'll have the strength to do this. If I didn't do that, I wouldn't be me right now. Um, and I'm carrying all the bricks that I see in these other people. I think that, uh, you know, I have some good, a lot of good DNA in me that's been able to take it, um, going without sleep and always being in fight or flight, then not to mention, you know, past traumas and shame and all these other things that are just always in my brain. Um, and I think, you know, and again, this could conjure a lot. I think women are mentally far stronger than men. And I think, I think physically can take way more pain than men but at the same time i think the male body can take a bigger beating um you know so i've been able to hang on this long but i will say if i didn't have that coffee i wouldn't i wouldn't be broadcasting right now um so i get it sometimes you just have to do what you have to do and like if you know if, I, I understand um so you know it's funny as we you know, one of the questions that came up was like, you know, what are your goals for 23? But then also what should we do to set ourselves up for success in 23? You've heard me say ad nauseum. This is a good time of year to clean up your lives, get organized. Um, 
go take some time for yourself. Okay, what do I, you know, what do I, what do I want to accomplish in 23? What's realistic? Um, you know, I'm just big on hitting singles too. So just little goals, you guys, nothing stunad, nothing crazy. Just little things, little wins. Um, listen, listen, I'm the big one of when you are down and you're really down, um, it's all about the little victories. So last night um, was the first night, I don't know, that I maybe can even remember that I actually went to bed without listening to a podcast, without earphones. Um, that's, a, that's a big win for me. Um, I still woke up at 3 or 4 in the morning because... As I've said before, I think my body clock is way off, which I think a lot of us suffer from. And my body doesn't know day from night anymore because of all the blue light, whether it's the TV, the computer, the phone. Um, and we've talked about that. And we'll probably continue to talk about that as time goes on because I really think that that's what's affecting me. But I also can't see it not affecting you all. You know, I'm sure there's the emotional components too, but just like I said, the physical end of, of diet and sleep and all that's important. I do think that all this blue light mixed with the lack of daylight uh, is really doing a number on our systems, um, where our systems are confused. So for me, I'm up at three in the morning, wide awake, but then, you know, like today, it's embarrassing. Like from 10 o'clock to one, I'm here at this, we're shooting the challenge reunion show and I've got producers coming in and out of the room and there's, you know, Maria's <laughs> deadbeat husband on the couch with his jacket over his head, just passed out. And it's not like I wake up refreshed, still tired. And, um, you know, I ended up having to write something for Maria and then I did a couple of tasks and I will say I got energy from that because, and I do believe that if you have tasks that you accomplish, and again, it goes back to those little wins, you can get energy from that too. And I'm finding that. So I was on set. So second name drop, Johnny Bananas, if you're a fan of this, you know, I've known Johnny for a minute because of After Buzz. And just kind of seeing some, you know, going Hollywood career coach on him and, and uh, my crystal brain saw some things in his career and I, you know, I always just have to mention it when I see it. But again, I'm providing value to his life and I'm being of service. So I got some energy, you know, from that. Um, but as we set ourselves up for success in 23, um, man, I, I, I don't want to be the <sighs> broken record about this because it's such a cliche. Your health comes first. You're nothing without your health. And you know, Maria's always saying this. And I always say to Maria, like, Maria, I know, but no one cares. No one thinks about that. We all only think about that when it's too late. Let's face it. Most of us, right? 99% because we're worried about the other things in our lives. But I will say, you know, we talk about setting ourselves up for success in 2003. Yes. You know, get organized. Yes. Take some time. Um, if you can get out to nature, great. But, uh, you know, Maria and I, you know, the food court at the mall was always our little place to go and sit and take out that big book and say, hey, well, you know, what, what do we want this year to look like? What are we thinking? What are our goals? Um, and we'll do it this year, too. We might not be at the mall, but we'll do it again this year. But that being said, I, I really do want you all to think about um, the circadian rhythms, the blue light, the light. I, I, I hate, like, it's funny. I don't know if do you remember back in the 90s. Was it the 90s? Like, Oat Brand became the thing. Oat Brand, you need Oat Brand uh, in your diet. Steve the Steamer might remember. He's unbelievable with trivia. But we just, ha then, I don't know. There's just always the, th it's like the new thing that pops up that everyone jumps all over. And so I want to be careful not to be throwing out the new thing. But how can it not be the thing when it's like the, the phone and the computer and the TV? It's like it takes up so much. Um, we're, we're exposed to it so much. There's no way. It can't have a physical effect on us. And um, I'll tell you, we, uh, 
there's a restaurant I go to and um, there's a one of the owner's little uh, sons there and every time I see him his, his face is like six inches away from a, a, a either a smartphone or an iPad um, and by the way not a happy kid <laughs> not <laughs> disconnected miserable um and I'm like, oh my good and I and I have to think where the little brains are forming. That's the same thing two people will say um when kids start experimenting with drugs or you know, even marijuana. Like at a young age, it's still your brains are forming. The brain is forming. I just it's very scary when you start messing with it while the while it's growing, you know, and they say what a brain isn't even fully grown until 23. I think it's different in men and women. And again, you may want to Google that. But um, so I, I understand, I, I, I get where it's the better, it's a babysitter for a lot of parents who are overwhelmed. Um, and I've seen the parents who have to chase a kid around. It's exhausting. I can't even believe they do it. Um, I guess it comes down to, oh, it's different when it's yours. That's what everyone always says. So I hope that's true. Uh, well, you don't mind doing that as much, but so I empathize with it. But at the same time, um, all that exposure just can't be healthy. But forgetting the kids, I, you know, again, I, I think, you know, Dr. Allison, you know, we've had on the show multiple times and she, she's, she'll, she'll know when she's treating a child if the child's been exposed to an iPhone or not, which I think is pretty amazing. Needless to say... I have to think that the blue light, the daylight, all of that stuff has to be taking its toll. So I think in 2023, I'm going to look into it. I know with myself, the one thing I've described my condition to doctors, I just feel like I've had radiation poisoning. And I've just been saying that. Um, again, just in regular guy speak. But the truth is, um, I, I might be onto something. You know, from the way that I've handled my body for the last 15 or 20 years and only more so since the smartphones come along. So anyway, I think as we, as you go into the new year, I want you to think about that, um, you know, blue light glasses and they have blue light reading glasses too, by the way, people, you know, I use those. And then they have the, you know, the ones with the the more of the red lens, like the orange lens um, that you're supposed to wear at night. And again, I don't know as much about this. I, I urge you to go to the Heel Squad episodes with Dr. Allison and Maria that just recently came out. But uh, I'm really trying at nighttime to refrain from the phone. And if I do look at it, I'm going to put on those red glasses. And then I'm going to try to get up in the morning and and try to face the daylight. I mean, good thing I have to bring the dogs out to get them all pottied and fed. So I think there's a certain amount of minutes they recommend that, then eating within that hour. Um, and while I'm at my desk, you know, probably use some of these daylight lights. And, you know, I, I, I think with red light, there's a lot of, God, red lights out there and they can be super expensive I have seen some ones that are um, block-shaped because I hear um, they have great benefits, too, while you're, while you're at your desk, that you could actually use both. Again, I'm going out into uncharted waters, people. Uh, this is this is from a regular guy, not from a doctor or an expert. But uh, if you know me, you know I'm willing to, I always say, whatever moves the needle. Um, but I think that I'm going to be looking into some kind of portable red light device that'll be on my desk with some daylight. I'll also be making Kelsey, Carolina, anyone who works for me do it as well. Um, makes, listen to me. <laughs> it's only because I care. Um, obviously, it'll be optional, but I think that they'll be a lot healthier for it. And I and I think, uh, you know, spent trying to have more times during the day of just going out, you know, between certain hours of the day, uh, just getting outside. So, and I know it's hard in the cold environments, but I don't know, I think it's really a big deal. And then converting over to those glasses at nighttime, the the orange ones. So anyway, all right, well, uh, I'm going to take a little break, uh, help Kelsey out, 
she can drop in some ads. And then um, when we get back, uh, I guess we'll talk about first jobs after graduation, how to switch career paths, looking at some of the questions Kelsey has sent me. Uh, what do you think needs to happen within a friendship? Ooh, that's a big one. Um, where's the best place to look for media and journalism jobs? Yeah, this is very, a lot of these are very inside baseball, as we like to say. But uh, I'll answer them. If anyone's willing to listen. Um, hopefully your holidays are going well. Uh, I think it's more fun to give than receive. I've said that before, so... If you want to get into the spirit, I think the best way is to go out and give. And uh, you don't have to give of your money. You can give your time. You can even just give in compliments, too. You know, I always say that. The next time you see someone who's just working hard, going the extra mile, I know you're going to come off as weird <laughs> in some time cases, but it's worth the risk. When you just say, hey, you know what? You're really amazing what you do. I'll tell you. Funny Jack Benny story that I heard on the Gilbert Garfrey podcast that I loved. And um, I knew somebody, I mean, I always talk about my friend Randall, who grew up with all the old, old movie stars, you know, celebrated every birthday. He had the same birthday as Bob Hope, celebrated every birthday with him since he was like three or four. Um, he was with Lucille Ball every Sunday until she passed, playing backgammon with her. And anyway, he's got great stories. And so he always said how sweet of a man Jack Benny was. But there was a story about Jack Benny was um, he was on the studio lot in the commissary. And that's, you know, where we usually have food uh, for sale. And he sat down and he got breakfast and he just said, I want to I want to know who who made this? Was there a cook, a chef, somebody? Who, who made this? So they all got really nervous. <clears throat> and he said, I just want to speak to him. Now, it's Jack Benny, and it's probably Jack Benny as peak. Um, maybe it was NBC. Uh, and so, you know, I mean, him and Bob Hope, I mean, they practically owned NBC back then. Um, and so everyone gets nervous, and out comes the, the cook, who made the eggs. And he said, I, I just want you to know something. These are maybe the best. He goes, no, these are the best eggs I've ever had in my life. Said, you know, Thank you so much for preparing them. And I just, you know, I just thought that was amazing. And what did that cost him in his mortal time? You know, it certainly didn't cost him money. And then knowing when that came from Jack Benny, tell me that that person didn't carry that the rest of their lives. And what did it cost them? So I don't know. Well, I'll leave it on that. We'll come back and uh, try to spread some more good Christmas cheer, answer some of these questions. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier 
kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of wonderful pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, dot com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, dot com promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Okay, we're back, and uh, normally I would have some song, but I want to play a scene from the original Rocky. By the way, Rocky, <clears throat> actually, name drop number three today. I actually said to Sly Stallone, you know, Rocky, also a very underrated Christmas movie, because I mentioned to him the All-Stair Sim Scrooge movie is the only Scrooge to watch, and he's a huge film aficionado, and he said the same thing. He concurred. He goes, absolutely. And I said, but... Rocky also, you know, could be seen as a Christmas movie. We would always watch it around the holidays. <clears throat> if you notice, it takes place the week. It takes place probably uh, after Thanksgiving. And then New Year's uh, Eve is the night of the fight. So you've got a lot of Christmas in there. I mentioned to him. Anyway, there's a scene in there um, at the beginning where he's giving advice to a young girl. And I, I sometimes, <laughs> so much of the time when I'm coaching and giving advice, I feel the exact same way. Even when I do this, you know, Kelsey, um, and I'm trying to help Kelsey, and I'm trying to help Maria, um, but I really don't feel I have much to say. And I f- I, I'm saying, I'm speaking a lot with my words, <clears throat> but I feel because of my own shortcomings who am I to be saying this stuff? And then sometimes, like I said, it's it seems like everything makes sense, and then other times, just like, wait, what am I? What am I doing? What am I even saying? Um, anyway, so I always like I want you to <laughs> this scene. This scene always resonates with me. Hang out with smart people and nice people. You hang out with yo-yo people. You get yo-yo friends. I always say that. Don't I? Ooh, a little extreme. Good night, Marie. Hey, Rocky. Yo. Screw you, creepo. Yep. There it is. Oh. Cue the greatest soundtrack in score. Yeah, who are you to give advice, creepo? Who are you to give advice, creepo? Who are you? Ugh. Yep, just the sad walk away. Oh boy, yeah. That's, that's sometimes, uh, often, you know, Maria will hear me say sometimes after I'm done, I'll hang up the phone or I'm done with somebody and I'll just say, screw you, creepo. <laughs> that's how I feel. Oh, but I'll tell you, <clears throat> you guys are wonderful. When, you know, when just when I feel like that, like the last, I think, the uh, Lonely Guy show I did on quitting. And um, that's when I felt like I had no gas left in the tank to be doing these. I got a lot of really, really nice comments um, from people that uh, whatever I had said resonated. And uh, it just, it helps <laughs> because, yeah, I, I'm always just like, what am I doing? What am I saying? And I do, but I want to help. I want to give value. I want to share information. I especially want to help Maria and Kelsey. Anyway, 
yeah so i don't know some of you might just want to i don't know be like little marie say hey one more thing kev <laughs> screw you creepo <laughs> with the philly accent yeah screw you creepo who you to be giving advice uh okay what's the best place to look for media journalism jobs listen i think there's more media out there and more journalism out there than there's ever been with more coming the problem is is the money because uh you know it's there's so because there's so much out there it's hard to monetize it and then a lot of it now has become opinion based unfortunately my advice is to be starting your own stuff always um you know blogs and if I were to do that, then I would target a niche. So if it's, you know, and it used to be the niche of entertainment journalism or the niche of politics or the niche of sports, but now it's niches within those niches because, again, there's so much. So I would target whatever type of journalism you want to go into or whatever your favorite is, whatever feels effortless, because remember, you're going to be doing this for free for a minute. Then uh, I would be thinking about what niche within any of those things speaks the most of you and then I would lean into that niche and I would be blogging and I would be smart about my blogging and then I would learn I would go and see what sites you can contribute to as a as a contributor and you know again with me um, I'm always going to come from the school of knowing that the odds are so far against you for something like this that you need every leg up you can get and the easiest leg up is is working for free um now a lot of places you know won't let you work for them free and especially today the intern laws are a lot more strict you have to be in college so if you're in college then i would be interning for whoever you can but i think there's a lot of websites that you can contribute you can can have your article be posted for free and i would be looking into that and at first I would just be looking into getting published from a site that's Google News accredited so um, these things can pop up and and I would look into um, search engine optimization tips from the headlines you put out to the things you the subjects you cover uh, what are the keywords let's say you can put in that headline or within that article or who are the people to tag here's another trick I would do with AfterBuzz I would have the kids do and it was it really pays off I'd say if you're writing about a certain subject and that subject's in a positive light don't be afraid to you know uh, tweet at them and Instagram them the article or tweet at them the article tag them um, and I will say more often than not they would get a response from the celebrity or the showrunner the writer whoever they were covering and a lot of times it led to interviews with those people, um, friendships, contacts, relationships. So, you know, those are some tricks. I definitely say go out and do your own thing, though. I can't say it enough. Don't wait. Don't wait in line. Be doing that and then applying. But now you'll be able to show them a body of your work. Uh, same thing I say. There's another question about getting your foot in your door. Getting the foot... Uh, getting your foot in the door for your first job after graduation I I think it is leaning in um, you know trying to work for free if you can if you can't <clears throat> I think you find out who's doing the hiring and get to them but it's not a matter of going to them and saying hey hook me up it's a matter of doing as much research on them so you can say hey i'm familiar with your work and your brand and i love i noticed you did this i noticed you did that or you wrote this or you wrote that or whatever it is and say i would just love um just to be able to interview you know i would be so honored and so appreciative just to be able to get an interview not necessarily get the job or the job the cushy job um knowing that they're getting tons and tons and tons of resumes and they just ignore most of them you know, again, what's that leg up you can have? So um, if it's DMing the people, and again, without being invasive, without being expecting, you know, offering humility 
and uh, also value where you can. You know, this is where I can provide value. I feel like I can provide value, and I just, again, but I would just even be honored just to be able to have an interview or even for you to pass my name on to someone who does the hiring. Um, I don't want to bother you. I know you probably get a ton of these. I would, all the disclaimers in there. Um, it's just some things you can think of. What was your favorite thing to do in college while you weren't doing schoolwork? Oh, do I really have to say? Oh my God, just partying. Sorry. <laughs> That's why you guys are all, the, the generation under us is so much better. So much better, I think. You guys take it way more serious. That's why you are ultimately better than we are. Uh, what do you think needs to happen within a friendship? Well, <clears throat> I think you have to root for the person unconditionally in a friendship. And I think that uh, you have to have the person's back. And I think it's, you know, showing up for them. You know? Um, you know, one thing's I I missed a lot of weddings with friends because I was in L.A. and didn't have the money to get back home. But because I had real friends, they were all so... The ones who were my friends were appreciative of that and said, no, we just want to see you make it, but we would love to have you here. Um, I was always better at um, in the bad times when they needed me. So deaths or crises... I was always trying to show up then. And I think that the, yeah, I think sometimes with friendships, it's it's really about, uh, I hate to be, God, I hate to be negative, but I think it's about showing up for the tough times. Um, you know, and just letting people know you're there, you're really there. I feel like, so here's a, one knock on the young generation is I feel their their version of being there is a a comment on a positive comment on Instagram or Facebook and a like and listen I think all that's it's certainly better than spreading hate but at the same time you know there's more to it um, someone who worked for me recently just had an appendix go on them and I was super impressed at the f friends that showed up for this person and um, <clears throat> if you're listening and you live in LA, I will say, and you live in LA and you're part of our industry, I've come to realize, well, I've known this over the years, but having some of my former staff now go back to their home states and work, they're still working. Some are working for me still. Um, others are, are, you know, with other pursuits still in our business, but in other states. And what they're realizing is that you know, people in LA, it, everyone is just so about making it that it's more about allies that can help you make it than it is about friends and so you know when the chips are down just a lot of people just aren't there and they're very overwhelmed with their own lives and their anxieties and I you know and and you know I can't do this because I have so much yeah actually you can persons at the hospital yeah you can go be there most of you work from home anyway take your laptop and work at the person's hospital bed. But if you want these people to show up for you, you got to show up for them too. Oh, I digress, kids. I digress. Um, hmm. Okay. Wanting to switch career paths later in the game. Uh, okay. I think that... I think when it comes to... And I know that people want to do this, and I and I encourage it. Is you know, switching career paths later in the game? I think the first thing I would do is assess my foundation. You know, what what are the cards I have in my deck? How much money do I have in the bank? Um, what are the relationships I have in this new career path I want to tend to? Um, <clears throat> Is it a phase in my life where I can do this? You know, a lot of you as parents, I hate, I, God, I hate to be like this because I, I don't want to be judgmental. But, you know, I'll, I'll take it back to my dad. I'll never forget, we were going out to party. 
one goofy time back in the 90s ir- irresponsible clowns that we were mm. and my brother Mike who you know he took a different life path he had kids young career young um, and he wanted to go with us and I remember my dad just being like no he shouldn't be going with you guys and he's like you made your bed lying it you're a dad you know you have work you have this you have that and again I don't want to be judgmental but I I can't tell you how many times that I've met people who have let's say in their later years with children that they're still raising under 18 and they have just packed up and said I just want to now be in show business and I remember just looking and again I don't want to be judgmental, but unless you have a family trust or something like that, um, or a high-paying job that okay, maybe you got to write. I know I know some writer friends who I knew Paul Reiser, his name dropped four. He had a friend from high school that he loved and he always collaborated with. And when he got mad about you, he just said, "Come on out, here's a job." They're mad about you. Great, I get it. Totally get that. But a lot of times I'd be like, you know, I, I think it's pretty selfish because, you know, you have children who are depending on you. I, I One of the reasons why I didn't have kids up till now was because I knew I couldn't do both. I also knew Marie was, you know, pulling that tractor trailer full of cement. It was so much stress, so much anxiety. I did not want that for a child. I also knew I'd be, I've also, again, just being as transparent as I can be with you all. I always felt it made me more vulnerable. You know, one of the reasons why I could be tough is because I was like, hey, if Marie and I have each other and, um, you know, I keep my um, my needs and my brain low, so if I can just be happy with a clean and safe environment, an apartment or in a car that runs every day, then what am I afraid of? And I know I'm a hard worker, so I'll always earn some way shape or form whether it's a you know us working in a supermarket or a construction site or beyond that but I felt like if I had children now I would unfortunately um I'd be much more at their mercy and we were already a little bit at their a lot of at the mercy of the business the business was a lot smaller back then um so anyway and that's a price that I now have to pay for that because I do I'm sad that I don't have children um, and I, I'm even more sad for Maria because I really do feel like it's something that will complete Maria for the next phase of her life I think it's it's missing in her so God willing hopefully we'll be able to have that but for especially for Maria um, but I digress I digress. Anyway, uh, so I always say take that into consideration. But at the same time, like, listen, when the youngest is in college, and again, I think it's it's your, a parent's prerogative to pay for college or not. Um, I wouldn't put that on a parent. I think uh, unless you're going to be a doctor or lawyer or, uh, you know, th- where where a diploma is required, um, unless there's a lot of disposable income, I, you know, I just, I, there's better ways. Read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. There's just better ways to spend that money. One of the greatest experiences of my life was at St. Anselm College. So I still do a lot of work with the college because I'm so grateful. And my friends supported me <clears throat> first 10 years of my career. So I love it um, on the social level. But I just, it breaks my heart when... I'll have a kid that is has six figures worth of student loans um, or parents who don't have much because of all the money they spent on it. So I think that there are ways to get an education affordably um, that might not be as fun, but it's out there. But again, I leave that to you all as parents. What I'm trying to say is while I say having children that's your job that's your role that's your commitment I think that 
you know, there comes a certain point, though, where you can go, hey, I did my bit for God and country. I set you up, and now it's for me. You know, you don't have to be, I think a lot of us as kids, like, it's Peter Pan syndrome. I think thir- to 35 and 40 and beyond, still expecting the parents to do everything and pay for everything. And um, I think that's something you don't have to take on. But if you assess your foundation, all that being said, you know, okay, what are the cards we have in our deck? We take a long look at that. And maybe it's not for now. Maybe it's for later. Or maybe it's a five-year plan. So maybe it's nights and weekends. I'm going to start doing little things in this new career. Whatever this new career is, I'll volunteer. I'll do things for free um, to try to get, you know, my foot in the door. And then by that time, knowing the children... Um, the children are, you know, or other responsibilities in our lives have moved on. You know, you can transition into it. Um, but I think it all starts with an assessment of what you have in your life. Like, what are the cards in our deck? Who do we know? And what money do we have? And okay, then strategically, how do we play them? Um, and, you know, mentally preparing yourself for, hey, it might be one step backward to take two steps forward, um, especially if you're switching careers. And these are things you have to take into consideration, you know. But I think, I will say this, if you're going to switch careers, then do something you love. Do something that you're going to just super duper love. I mean, um, unless it's completely financial, because maybe you've done the whole thing where I love this. Um, I love being a teacher because I love the kids, but, you know, they, between the administration and the lack of money, maybe there's something else I figure out. Or maybe it's your summers um, that you come up with that side hustle to make money. But again, I think it's it all starts with an assessment. And I think then after you assess everything, I think mentally preparing yourself, okay, things are going to be different. And by the way, communicating that to everyone in your life, hey, you know what? I'm making some change. Like, by the way, listen, I... I my 23 I th- at least the first half I gotta just focus on my health and getting my my energy back but I do think part of my health is um, needing to be of service and to provide value of some kind and to be able to accomplish tasks that does give me energy <clears throat> problem is I don't have a lot of energy in reserve, so I'm in that tricky place. So I'm going to start with the physical part of things, but there is an emotional component. And I also think you got to live your truth. And I don't know if I've always lived my truth to TBH people. I think that I did what I had to do um, and take protecting Maria and taking care of Maria. But I also, who knows, uh, again, trying to be transparent, probably hid behind her a lot because of my own damages in the business. It was easier just to be behind the scenes and be, I used to always say, you can't kill a ghost. So it was easy for me to just say, I'm a ghost. I don't exist. They, what can, I, you can't hurt me. Can't hurt a ghost. You know, can't kill a ghost. So, but some of that's on me. And maybe, um, and maybe that's taken its toll on me as well. So I'm in this place of, you know, what do I, what do I want to do? I just have to get my health right first. But again, see, that's assessing the foundation. And then I have to, you know, be thinking all the other elements, finances and such. But uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I might not be far away from figuring out, you know, what's different. Um, it can just be super discouraging when, you know, physically you're exhausted because now you're like, wow, my mind wants to do all these new things or these different things, but physically I'm just not up for it. Um, and I'm at a weird place because my dad was dead by this age his dad was dead even before this um yeah anyway so i'm making that about me and i want to do that i want to make it about you all as much as i can um but yeah it goes back to the assessment we start with an assessment you know what are the cards we have in our deck and then we move on from there you know from there okay so, and then I think uh, um, after we assess the cards of the deck, I think then it's coming up with a plan. And again, it might be a year-long plan. might be a five-year plan. 
but I think it's a plan. Like, what are our action steps to make this career change? Um, is it something gradual? And by the way, maybe it's just planting seeds. You know, maybe it's networking. Maybe it's meeting people that are in that bu- those businesses um, in your nights and weekends. You know, um, I've always, you know, I'll say when it comes to digging escape tunnels, and I've dug several of them. <laughs> <laughs> the Cooley and Luke of show business. But uh, I, uh, it was always, you know, I would do what was needed in my base life. So take care of Maria, take care of the dogs, you know, make sure Maria took care of her foundation, her jobs. But then it was free time nights and weekends. I was spending that on, you know, the escape tunnels. So, you know, you might, uh, and again, as you assess everything, and as you mentally prepare yourself, think about sacrifice. Okay, you're going to have to make some sacrifices. Nothing comes easy. And if you're talking about a career change, that's a, it's a big jump. It's a 180. So it's not going to be easy. So mentally going, hey, this isn't going to be easy. And then mentally saying, okay, we're going to have to make some cutbacks, maybe financial, but also even socially. Um, those nights and the weekends, got to go into that career. And then, you know, I was... Uh, the rule I've always lived by, and who knows, maybe it's maybe it has compromised my health. I don't know, but I've always said everything you do in your day has to somehow serve your dream or your career or this new career, with the exception of one thing: um, the health and well-being of your loved ones. Someone's sick, someone family member is sick or dying or whatever. Okay, boom, we stop and we tend to that. But other than that. Everything's got to go to serving that. And by the way, if it's still working at the old job, then that's part of it because that's cert- working at that old job is serving you to get you to the new one. All right, kids. Well, listen. You're probably, whoever's left is probably saying, oh, yeah, one more thing, Kev. <laughs> screw you, creepo. <laughs> yeah. Screw you, creepo. Who you be giving advice to anybody? My goodness. If there was a theme playing in the back of my head, it's that part of the Rocky theme. You know, everyone goes to Gonna Fly now, or I think the final bell are the iconic ones you hear. But for me, it's the slow version of when, yeah, he's just walking the streets or he's trying to run and he's totally out of shape. <laughs> I don't know why. That probably says a lot about me. Uh, listen, I'm going to go out with uh, one of my favorite songs talking about hidden gems I will say for Christmas carols I gave you the pretenders the soundtrack from the Rankin Bass specials uh, are incredible all of them from well I can't say all of them but Rudolph Santa Claus is coming to town and Yerdell and Santa Claus just have some great iconic uh, songs however I will say uh, Santa Claus is coming to town I think uh, is my favorite. I mean, Year Without Santa Claus is just so fun and has a really sweet story too. But Santa Claus coming to town, I don't know, always always resonated with Marie and I. All the way to their marriage out in the, Chris Kringle marrying his wife Jessica out in the the forest with only the animals and the broken old winter warlock who had just a little magic, enough to light all the Christmas trees. But I just love Fred Astaire's little line there. No church ever looked nicer. Anyway, that being said, check out the uh, Christmas Specials We Love podcast that we produce where we cover all these Christmas specials. But uh, I'm going to go out with uh, this song, Put One Foot in Front of the Other, from Santa Claus is Coming to Town. I really am a mean and despicable creature at heart. Yes, this is me. I really am a mean. <laughs> Despicable man at heart. And it's very difficult to change. Listen to how great is Mickey Rooney. By the way, shout out to Keenan Keenan Wynn, who played the Winter Warlock. Great character actor from the 70s. Here we go. So listen, as you switch careers, as you try to improve your health, remember we talked about singles? All right, let's put it this way. It's just one foot in front of the other, guys. One little step in front of the other. No, no grand slam. 
No giant leap. Nope. But you'll never get where you're going if you don't get up on your feet, people. And there's a good tailwind blowing, see? A fast walking man is hard to beat. You know what? I am a fast walking man. And I've been pretty hard to beat. Not that I haven't been beaten. Oh, and look at even the little penguin gets it. That's all it's about, people. Okay, here comes Keenan Wynn. Nope. Still Mickey Rooney. If you want to change your direction, and if your time in life is at hand, and why can't 23 be your time of life? Don't be the rule. Be the exception. Yes. That's it. A good way to start is to just stand, people. See? Just one little foot in front of the other. That's all. Don't have to do it all overnight, kids. Now, see? Chris Kringle, Mickey Rooney. He makes it e seem really easy. He's like Maria. I'm more of a... I'm more of a winter warlock guy. If I want to change my reflection... Yeah... You look in the mirror and you don't really like what you see. It's just his election, people. That's it. To vote for a chance to be reborn. See? It's up to us, people. That's all. Oh, there he goes. Now, if you see this, he's really struggling to take that one step. You got it, buddy. Oh, and this. Don't we wish we had a Kris Kringle to wave us on like he's in, in the animals? Oh, this chubby Charlie, Bobo, Max, and Winnie. Cheer me on. Right through that door, baby. There we go. Guys, listen to me. I told you all the life lessons are in wrestling. Actually, all the life lessons you need are in the Rankin Bass specials, but especially Santa Claus is coming to town. Love all of you guys. Remember, this is the time of year to give a little more, be a little more forgiving. Right? Be a little happier, a little kinder. All those things. All of those beautiful, wonderful things. And you know what? Like I said, we'll do a little overtime here. I think I was saying on one of these specials, uh, me and Maria, I was just introducing her to Bing Crosby and David Bowie doing Peace on Earth. And, you know, when you think about these two men, it was so opposed. Oh my goodness, talk about far left and far right. Um, and I think behind the scenes, probably a little grumpy. But look how, look at the beautiful work they did together. So I don't know, I always, I always say, like our original title of the show, that we are better together people. So all of us, all different colors, creeds, races, orientations, we're all better together. My goodness. I wonder how much rehearsal they did for this. Bing Crosby is like in his late 70s here, and I don't think he even lived to see this come out. Anyway, I digress. How did we get here? I don't know. Care enough about his fellow man to give all the love he can. And I've heard nice things about Bowie. He was supposedly a very, very sweet man. Damn these guys. Live in peace again. Ah, oh, people. Merry Christmas, everyone. This podcast and all related content published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or MariaMenunos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you.
Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.